Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Are you ready? Because it's time. The Sunshine Happy Pants Hour is on the air. Featuring the jack of all trades and master of none, Joel. Does anyone else smell fried chicken? Couldn't have picked a shorter podcast name. That's like a mouthful right there. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, episode 224. I am your host, Joel, and yes, I have been on hiatus for a while, but it has been a hell of a couple of months, a month and a half, month and something. I I don't even know. I lost track a while ago as far as when I even put this show together. uh, It's been sitting in my um, folder for the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour for a while now, and so... We're back. Um, hopefully, I will get back on track at this point. Um, I've been missing doing the show, but um, if you're not familiar with this, it is my six-song musical mix cast where I uh, play six songs, uh, preferably something new that you maybe haven't heard before. But uh, I also do uh, featured artist shows as well as you know throwback shows and 
other things. It's just kind of my chance to share some music with you. Um, and then in between the songs, I tend to talk about things that are kind of on the uh, forefront of my brain, um, either a month or two ago or today. Um, there's nothing really recent here. This is all stuff that goes back a while. But um, anyway, if you'd like to find me, you can find me on Facebook.com. Just look up The Sunshine Happy Pants Hour. That's K-P-A-N-T-S. Uh, shoot me an email at joelhappypants at gmail.com. Uh, find me on Twitter occasionally at joelhappypants. Uh, the show is available when it's available on iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Google Podcasts, um, poddirectory.com, and podcastcollective.com. I also do another show called 40 Going on 14 with Mike, Pat, and Josh. That is my nostalgia cast where we talk about things then and now. Uh, you can find that at 40go14.com, iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Blueberry, streaming Saturdays at noon on Geek Life Radio, as well as on Google Podcasts, podcastcollective.com, and brand new, we are now on iHeartRadio. So check us out. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Uh, send us an email at 40go14 at gmail.com or a voicemail at 708. Now wrap that 708-669-9727. And on Twitter at 40go14. Um, the Coffin Joe cast, I am not sure what the status is. I keep meaning to shoot an email to Killa. Uh, check in with him, see how he's doing, kind of catch up. Um, we talk periodically, kind of exchange you know, random things here and there, but um, I haven't really broach the subject of the show so at this point we're going to say it is on hiatus still um until i hear otherwise but if you'd like to check out the archives they're available on itunes uh, talk show stitcher um google podcast podcastcollective.com as well as on coffinjoecast.com uh send us an email if you'd like at coffinjoecast at gmail.com find us on facebook uh, the coffin joe cast uh voicemail 661-434-5956 at 661-434-kwjo um, the CreeperCast, which is the horror movie review blog that I write for. You can find that at CreeperCast.com. Um, I just went through today. I've uh, kind of used this Saturday off as a work day is what I call them. So some days I'll have, you know, movie days. This is a work day. And I've spent an entire day basically flushing out all of September. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully, hopefully going to be doing the same uh, for October here in a couple weeks when I have another day off. We'll see. But um, <clears throat> I am trying to make sure that I get back on track. I kind of, again, with everything that's been going on, fell along the wayside and I feel badly because I truly do love writing. Um, and uh, horror movies, of course, are something that I enjoy. It's kind of a passion of mine. So it's like, it's a no brainer and I feel bad for not uh, uh, keeping up with it. But there has still been content almost on a daily basis. Uh, Jeff has been keeping the fires burning. Will has been throwing in reviews as he has time. And there's going to be a bunch of stuff that will be dropping every single day from now until October. So um, also we are planning on something special for October. Uh, the new uh, Halloween movie is going to be coming out soon and we are going to be kind of... Um, talking about some of that that is the tentative plan so look for that again at creepergas.com all the music this week is provided by the artists themselves if you like what you hear uh, please purchase it directly from the artist or um, if you have a local independent record store please solicit uh not solicit i always say that word and that's not the right word um give me your business we'll just throw it out there that way um and valsala is still there uh, harrison avenue in oak park if you are in Oak Park, Illinois and would like to stop by, visit Shane. Tell him Joel said hello. And uh, we'll talk more about that here in a little bit. If you are friends with me on Facebook, you already know kind of where I'm going. But if you're not, then uh, this will be news to you. But um, check out my blog at a momentary lapse with Joel.blogspot.com. That is the first place that is updated as soon as the show is available. Uh, there is an article there that I wrote. Um, article, I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, memoriam. Uh, let's see, a eulogy that we'll uh, talk about more in the first segment. Um, computer shit the bed there for a moment, so I apologize uh, if there's a little sound discrepancy between what was there and what is now. Um, luckily, my computer saved the files, so I didn't have to start over from scratch. But anyway, if you notice a slight hiccup there, that is why. Um, where was I? Oh, yes, my blog. Um, last but not least, uh, Gregory the Really Angry Robot, my defunct comic strip, if you'd like to check that out. Uh, just go to Facebook.com, just go up Gregory the Really Angry Robot, and you will find it there. Uh, so the first song we heard this week was Bed Case by Tancred, uh, repeat offender to the show. I have kind of fallen in love with her music and uh, have proceeded to get everything that is available. Uh, there's only one EP that I'm missing that um, is kind of hard to track down, but otherwise I've got everything else, including a live recording, and it's just... It's an amazing body of work for somebody so young. Now, I haven't gone back to her uh, original stuff with Now Now, but 
at some point, uh, I may delve into that as well. But uh, the next song I'm going to hear is Seashore by The Regrets. And uh, when we come back, we will get into the show. So hold on tight, kids. It's going to be a big one. You're talking to me like a child. Hey, I got news. I'm not a little girl. And no, I won't give you a little twirl. You're talking to me like I'm sad. Hey, I got news. I'm not doing too bad. Even though sometimes I might get real mad. You're talking to me like a child. My words are growing stronger. And my legs keep getting longer. I'm like nobody else. So you can just go fuck yourself. I do a lot of stupid stuff. But don't act like the social. You're talking to me like I'm dumb. Well, I've got news, I've got a lot to say There's nothing you can do to take that away You're talking to me like I'm hurt Well, at least I'm not six feet in the dirt And I'll still kick your ass even in my skirt You're talking to me like a child I'm not a happy baby Not waiting on you to come save me To me like a bitch Do you ever hear the way that you speak? Don't have to be so mean just cause you're weak I'm like nobody else So you can just go fuck yourself I do a lot of stupid stuff But don't act like you're so tough Bye bye and find your giver all right that was seashore by the regrets and so um as i alluded to in the opening segment on two separate occasions there were some things that happened that uh um have kind of pushed everything to the side um and it all started which give me one second here let me get the actual notes i've got because i wrote notes down to kind of make sure that i um essentially didn't mess things up because there's a lot to remember um and it's been a while since things had happened so uh, I got a call, not a call. I got well, first. I got a, a message from uh, Michael, who's Val's best friend, and he sent a message to um, let us know that she was in a uh, hospital slash rehabilitation facility, Val, and that she um, had been in there since the 11th, I believe, was the original date. That part I don't have in my notes here, but um, you know, I was surprised to me because I had no idea that she was sick 
come to find out that uh, she'd been battling breast cancer for uh, the past two years. And in her own words, uh, chemo is a, a young man's game. So she was not doing the traditional um, chemotherapy, not, you know, not the, um, the radiation treatment. She was doing um, uh, pills, which that's, you know, what I had done with Tucker. I'm not comparing, you know, a dog to human, but, you know, I am familiar with that there are more than one ways to um, battle cancer. Um, and so at this point, it was the 18th, and um, uh, that was a Friday. So I uh, was asked to kind of reach out to any other former employees, friends, things like that, that I uh, was friends with, that I could kind of give them a heads up, you know, that she was in the hospital and things were not um, were not going well. So uh, I had planned on the, the, the anniversary sale was the... Uh, the following weekend, the 27th and 28th of this is July we're talking about. Um, I'm trying to back up my calendar here because I'm trying to make sure I've got these dates right. Yeah, the the anniversary sale, I apologize, would have been the uh, 28th and 29th. So um, I guess my dates are a little off here. Wait. Yeah. So anyway, that doesn't matter. I got a message. Um that uh, they were meeting with hospice and that um, they were afraid that she didn't have a lot of time. And this was on a Sunday and basically was told that, you know, if you, you can wait, but there's a chance that you may not have another chance. So um, I was able to get the kids uh, over to their moms and uh, hopped in my car, drove to Chicago and when I got to the rehabilitation um, facility, I you know, went up to the front desk because you have to sign in. And on the sign-in sheet, like the first two pages were nothing but people coming to see her because uh, you have to sign in your name, time, date, and the person, uh, the name of the person that you're there for. And it literally, it was, a, it was at least the first two pages. Now, we didn't spend a whole lot of time there, but um, I, I was just... I'm not surprised because I, knowing her for 25 years, it was by no stretch a surprise that she would have people coming out of the woodworks to come and see her. But um, it still it was a little mind blowing. And, and I only wish that I, you know, could say the same about myself or, um, you know, a lot of the people I know, but it's, it's just who she was. I mean, running the record store since uh, um, uh, 1967 and you know you just and you're in the same place you just get to know a lot of people um, and she was important to a lot of people which anyway uh, so I uh, went up to the floor that she was on and as soon as I got out of the elevator and turned around the corner there's by my head count 14 people standing outside of her door in the hallway this is a small hallway in a, a rehabilitation hospital and again I'm just floored um, so you know I, I walk down the hall and I you know say my hellos to everybody and it's kind of bittersweet because you know here's these people that I've known for the same amount of time that I've known Val that have been an important part of my life in one way or the other. And that I'm still friends with, um, some people I didn't know. And you know, it's, it's like, you're, you're happy to see them and <laughs> there's hugs and there's hellos and there's conversation. But meanwhile, the entire time, the reason you're there is something that's not a happy occasion. And, um, I found out that, uh, meeting with the hospice people they had her all signed up and this was on the 22nd on a Sunday and um, that the, basically the outlook wasn't very good so um, I, I couldn't bring myself to go into her room initially I just I, cu I couldn't I wasn't prepared for that um so I stayed out in the hall and I, I talked and as the time wore on, uh, you know, 
one, two, three, four people, you know, they just started slowly filtering out and leaving um, until it was just me and, and Jen. Now, Jen is uh, <laughs> was basically kind of like my right-hand person. Um, when I was manager of the store, uh, there was, you know, each, each manager had their own era, so to speak, of um, employees that they worked with. And Jen was part of my era, and she um, stayed on after I was gone. But when I was there, um, the majority of the nights, because I worked the evening shift, uh, it was her and I. Because there was always, at least as time went on, there was only two people on, on staff, usually. Um, and so we spent a lot of time together. Uh, we liked a lot of the same music, the t- same TV shows. We're friends. We've, we've got to be very close. And so, you know, she's like should probably go in and see her and I just kept putting it off I I don't know I just I in my mind I guess I figured if I if I didn't confront it it wasn't real um but I she went in with me and we sat down there were two chairs next to her bedside and the first thing I noticed was at the foot of the bed um she always wore white tennis shoes I don't know why it was just her thing. And they were sitting at the foot of the bed with the, the uh, socks sitting on top of them. Um, like, you know, she was going to get up and leave at any time. And, and it just, it was so quintessential Val. Um, and she was dressed casually, like I would expect her to be, but because of the amount of pain she was in, they had her on so much medication to make sure that she wasn't, suffering that she was very much in and out of it. Um, she couldn't really, I mean, she couldn't have a conversation with you. Um, she was asleep the majority of the time. And when she would have, you know, brief moments of waking, at least when I was there, um, she was kind of, I guess, for lack of a better definition, she was stuck in a loop where she just kept saying the same things over and over again, no matter what she said. It was just the same things that would be said. Um, so Jen and I sat there and, and, you know, we talked to each other. We reminisced and we shared stories and, um, you know, talked to her occasionally as we were kind of going through things. And I, I don't know how much she heard. I don't know if any of it was even something she would comprehend with all the medication. But um, it felt, you know, like... Not like you know it was when we were all worked together and, and we'd all the three of us stand around the front desk and talk when there weren't customers. But for that brief moment, it 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 was like going home again. So um, we continued to talk, and every once in a while, she kind of she would never turned over, she never looked at us, she never you know engaged us in any way. But the thing she kept saying um, more or less was that she was waiting for her last shot. She was ready to go. And she wanted the, the, the final shot, the last shot, which I assume in her mind that, you know, if they gave her something to put her to sleep, that'd be the end of it. Um, and being a, a animal fanatic and supporter of the Animal Care League and having, you know, numerous pets throughout her life, I mean, I, maybe in her mind it was no different for her that she should have that right to go under her own terms. Um, but Jen said, you know, because I had to drive back still, it was, it was getting close to 11 o'clock. It's like, she's like, you know, if you want, I'll leave you alone. So you can uh, say your goodbye and um, anything else you need to say uh, before we probably head out. And she did. And um, I, I told her that I loved her and that I thanked her for everything she gave me because she, I, my parents gave me a lot. Uh, biological, adopted. Um, everybody I've met has given me some piece of them that makes me who I am. Um, but in a lot of ways, I, I credit Val with kind of making me the man I am today. And I I don't just mean in a kind of life lesson sort of way. Um, she taught me, you know, my work ethic. She taught me my, uh, you know, the way that I handle people when I'm at work, um, how I deal with customers, you know, things that aren't necessarily like, you know, how do you tie your shoes and, you know, how to drive a car, but these were valuable things that made me a better person. And, and it's not just that she, you know, taught me a lot about a, a lot of things. Um, 
she was an incredibly wise person who had, you know, just years of experience, life experience, real life experience with just, I could go on forever about just her story in general, but that's for another show. Um, and then I, you know, kind of rubbed her back and said goodbye. And she, uh, started talking again about the, the last shot, but, um, I left and Jen and I went out and, um, said our goodbyes and I was on my way back and I, on the way back, I listened to, to Tancred, um, for her newest album. That's kind of more downbeat. Um, and just kind of got caught in a loop playing the same song over and over and over again. Um, and then once I got home, uh, on the 24th, um, I got a message from Michael that she had passed away at 12.09 a.m. on the 24th. And uh, what I saw after that, I, 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 I can't say anything less than it was amazing. Um, I just saw so many people uh, that came forward that just professed, you know, their gratitude and their love and their support and their, I mean, it just, it was, it was like this not never ending one after the other. Um, and I sincerely, sincerely hope that Val knew what she meant to people. Um, because you shouldn't go through this life, not knowing what other people, how, how they feel. And I don't mean like, you know, throw your praise and adoration on me, that kind of thing. But, you know, if you love someone, tell them. If you're grateful for something they've done, tell them. Uh, you know, don't just let a day go by because you don't know. And this is the thing that frustrates me the most is that I kept making plans in my head that I was going to go at some point and we were going to go to dinner or I would take the kids to see her or I was going to bring Lucy up for her to see. And the last time I saw her um, was probably a year ago. And we had a very nice conversation, but... I missed an opportunity, I feel like. And I'm thankful I got to go and I got to say a proper goodbye because I think that was... I I, I, I wouldn't be able to live with myself if I hadn't. But there's so much more that I wish I would have done while I had the opportunity. And I've, I've had the opportunity ever since I've been back in Rockford and I, I didn't take it. But what happened after um, the, the, the Sun-Times, the Tribune... Uh, WXRT, um, the Oak, Oak Leaves, the local Oak Park paper. Um, there was quite a few other um, articles that came out and things, but that's what my, my blog post was about, was I wanted to kind of share my story. And everybody had a story. Everybody had their own personal Val story. Um, and the pieces that they wrote in the paper, at least the Sun-Times one, was, was pretty phenomenal. Uh and, you know, the store's still open. Uh, Shane's doing his best. I mean, he, he has a passion for it just like we all did and still do. Uh, but the, the future's unclear. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I don't know that he knows what's going to happen. But I think everybody's still kind of in a bit of shell shock from everything that happened. And what was beautiful was that the sale was the next was just a few days after she passed. So first of all, the, the, the rehabilitation hospital was directly across from the, uh, the zoo, which I thought was ap- uh, appropriate because she was such an animal lover. Um, that did not escape me. Um, but then the sale turned into a makeshift memorial, um, because there wasn't a funeral. Uh, there wasn't one planned. Um, there won't be one. So everybody that came out for the sale, then there was other people that came out on top of that just to pay their respects. And, um, it was beautiful. It was, it was really beautiful. And I, uh, wasn't able to go until Sunday, but uh, I took the kids. We went up on Sunday, um, spent the day there. And then we went to Fitzgerald's nightclub to the, the sidebar and just had a employees and friends only gathering where we all sat around and, and, uh, and just talked, just kind of caught up and shared stories. Now, um, coming up here this month, there's going to be an actual 
uh, memorial celebration at Fitzgerald's with music, and it's going to be kind of a, a day, like a festival almost, which uh, I have slated to go um, to that. But um, it just, again, shows how much she was loved and, and um, how important she was to so many people. So I, I, I thought about doing a whole show, but I figured I... I didn't know if I could do I could do it. I I was cur- curious if I could even get through this, but I miss you, Val. I uh, I think uh, I always will. So let's um let's go ahead and jump into the next song. Uh, this is Heavenly by Adventurous, and uh, when we come back, we got more to talk about. So I'll see you in a few. Heavenly by Adventurous. Uh, took a minute to compose myself. And um, the next thing I want to talk about was it, it, something I saw in the first Church of Podcasting. Um, I don't remember what the exact wording was because it was a few weeks ago, but um, essentially the breakdown of it was do you feel like you belong? And that's something that I've been asking myself ever since I was old enough to understand kind of what that meant. Um, because to be honest, 
I never really felt like I belonged to any one specific group. I think the closest thing I've had to feeling like I was kind of a part of something, and I don't mean like, um, uh, like my circle of friends or something, you know, like I don't, I'm like, I don't belong there necessarily. I don't know. Maybe I don't feel like that. <laughs> but anyway, it was, um, uh, kind of being a part of a fandom. You know, the, the, the whole Doctor Who thing has been such a part of me for so long. And once I got the tattoo, it just kind of, it felt all of a sudden like I had like a group, like a, a niche that I was part of. But even that's not really kind of where I'm going with this. Because that's, you know, that's something different. But with my family growing up, um, I knew I was adopted from the time I was born. Oh, not since then, but you know what I mean. As, as long as I've been conscious, I... I knew that I was an, an adopted child, um, but I never really felt a part of not not my mom and dad. They were always my mom and dad, and my brother. Even though I don't talk to him, is still my brother. But you know, like uh, cousins and aunts and uncles and things like that, I always felt kind of separated. And I because everybody was blood related except for me and my brother, and so um, I, I just always felt a little bit like an outsider, and I never really could put my finger on it. But as I grew older, I kind of realized what that emotion was that I was kind of going through um, when I was having those kind of thoughts in my head about, you know, whatever it was that kind of was making things feel awkward. Uh, you know, then in high school, I didn't know, you know, feel like I wasn't a jock. I wasn't, uh, you know, a goth. I wasn't a whatever. I just was kind of a guy that liked music and movies and art. And I liked to sing and I liked to do drama and um you know, I just, I felt like I, I was kind of all over the place. So I didn't really have one particular group that I fit in. So I was kind of friends with everybody, which isn't a bad thing. But, you know, sometimes it's nice to have that kind of sensibility that you are in a community of sorts. Um, you know, when I'm at, at work, I feel kind of like I'm an outsider. And oddly enough, with the job that I'm currently in, I'm the only one in my office that does what I do. So self-fulfilling prophecy, I guess. Um, uh, I don't know. It's just one of those things that I don't know if it's, if it's just me or if it's everybody. And that's, I guess, kind of where I was going with this and why I even brought it up is that, is this a universal kind of sensibility that people have, or is this something that is specific to certain types of, uh, mindsets, people, certain, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Cause being a, you know, a, an anxiety sufferer and, um, everything else that I kind of deal with, I, I feel like in some ways that those sorts of things play on those kind of fears and kind of amplify them to a different point that maybe is, you know, a little different than some people, but you know, you see like in the movies, like the, the fraternities and sororities and, you know, all those people are kind of, they're clicky and they're together. Um, uh, you know, high school movies are a great example of kind of, you know, do you feel like you belong? Cause you've got all the different core groups, and then you've got the outsiders, uh, that even the outsiders have a group that they belong to. Um, you know, I'm, I, I belong to my family, so, you know, my kids and I, that's something that I can certainly say I, I do feel like I belong there. I mean, they're, they're blood-related to me. Um, I've been there since the day they came out of the womb, and I'm not going anywhere, and I hope to God they never go anywhere. So, yes, I do feel like I belong in that community. Um, but everywhere else I feel kind of like, uh, like I'm, like I'm drifting, like I'm kind of, um, going in and out. And I, a part of me wants to have that sort of feeling. And I don't know if this is a recent thing or if it's, if it truly has been all along. Cause the more I think about it, it feels like it, every time I kind of go back and I think about certain situations, it seems like it was always that way. Um, and maybe it's just a bit of, you know, feeling a little lonely, um, wanting to have, you know, companionship um, outside of my kids, outside of my pets, um, outside of all of you who are listening. Um, or if it's just me, if it's just a, a quirk, a, a glitch, I don't know. But I, I, I just, I wonder. And uh, if you want to respond, let me know. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on it. But hopefully you have a unit that you belong to, a group, a society, a family, a network, or whatever. 
and that uh, you feel loved. Because I do feel loved and I do feel like uh, there are people out there that care about me. That's not a question. It's just sometimes there's this overall sense of just kind of being adrift. So let's go ahead and jump into the next song. This one is a little bit outside of the, the rest of the theme for the show. And I'm still not 100% sure how I feel about this group. But uh, I figured I'd give them a day in court. And I do always go back and kind of uh, do a little uh, QA or QC on the show to make sure everything sounds okay or at least to what I feel is good enough. Um, and I'll, I'll listen to it a couple more times then, the song. But uh, it's called Star, Star Child Skull. It's by Cloakroom. Uh, I found them through the Hum uh, Facebook page, which Hum is a personal favorite of mine. Uh, I love big, uh, fuzzy feedback guitars with uh, acoustic guitars and other layered uh, soundscapes. This one, uh, I'll just let you listen and see what you think. So I will be back in quite a few. Oh, oh, oh. 
And we are back. Uh, that was Star Child Skull by Cloakroom. Terrible name for a song. Hard to say. And um, if you see the band, uh, a lot of the music is a little bit darker than Hum. Hum is a bit more nerdy science stuff. But um, I don't know. It just it sounds more like kind of like uh, somebody that's going to be on tour with Obituary and Fear Factory than it does somebody that's going to be on tour with Hum. I don't know. I, they're a bit of an enigma right now. That's all I guess I'll say, I guess. So the last thing I wanted to talk about was, um, I guess, kind of came out of the previous topic, which uh, I've had a lot of time uh, kind of thinking about things with, uh, you know, what happened with Val and um, just life in general. And I realized that uh, over the course of my life, I've gone through a lot of different phases and I, I even had somebody tell me at one point that I've never looked the same <laughs> in any series of pictures from different ages, which is an odd thing to say, but I guess is kind of true. Um, I realized that if you go back and you look at me at age six and then at age 12 and then at age 16 and then at age 20 and then whatever, I, I, I've changed a lot. And I think for me, um, especially coming from, again, being adopted, I w- was trying to find out uh, I was trying to find who I was and at some point along the way, I lost myself completely. But I think at this point in my life, I, I I've been successful. Finally, I think I figured out who I am. I figured out who I want to be. I figured out what I want and I, I figured out what makes me happy and what keeps me, um, in a good place mentally, uh, what keeps me in a decent place physically, and uh, what I need to, you know, kind of get through day by day to um, make sure that the people in my life that I care about are, are taken care of and that I get the things that I need as well um, without sacrificing too much. Because I'm one of those people that I will kind of do things for others to the point where it becomes detrimental to myself, which is a negative, but it is what it is. Um, learned behavior, I'll say, from my mom. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I felt like there was a long period of time where I was trying to figure out who I was. And then when I kind of thought I was at that place, everything kind of imploded. It kind of collapsed in on itself like a big sinkhole. And I completely lost myself, um, only to have to go through a couple of hospital stays and a lot of soul searching and, and self kind of introspection to then find myself again and find a different self um, that eventually is the person that you're listening to now. Because I've gone back, and I, it's funny, because today, I, I, as I've used, a, like I said earlier, as a work day, um, I w- I've been going back through a lot of my old uh, movie reviews on the Momentary Lapse of the Joel site before it became kind of the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour blog. Um, and I've been taking the old movie reviews, and I've been transcribing them uh, from the original way that they were written to a more legible format. And what's funny is that I, even just in the movie reviews, which this isn't me having a conversation with another person, or this isn't my personal views on life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. This isn't about my relationships. This isn't about anything other than a movie that I watched. But there's so much like uh, anger is not the right word because I've never found myself to be somebody who gets angry. But there's a lot of um, hostility towards the um, like there was a point where I was very adamantly opposed to remakes Um, there's no like kid gloves there's no uh, courtesy that's shown to the directors and and writing for the creeper cast now where we get films from uh, the studios that they want you know different reviewers to um, write about to you know promote the films even if I didn't like the movie all that much I've still try to always find something positive to say about it and um, and, and not downplay the fact that I didn't like the movie, but to at least point out that there were good things that were there, which is part of 
where I'm at um, as a person is that there's always good in, in, in everybody. At least I believe that. And, and you know, people are going to fight me on that with serial killers and things like that. And, and it might be a difficult argument to win. But I can always find that there's there's good things in everything. And, and because I'm such a strong proponent of enjoying the little things in life, I tend to find it a little easier to kind of find those things because I'm always enjoying um, the little nuances of just being alive. So, you know, if, if I really enjoyed the cinematography, I'll use that as kind of a, a sounding board uh, jumping off point and say, you know, that part was amazing, even though everything else about this film was terrible. Good job, cinematographer, you win. Or the music, or if there was a particular actor that stood out. Um, or I'll give, you know, my armchair advice on, you know, if maybe if they'd done this, it would have been better. And, uh, you know, who am I? <laughs> I'm not a filmmaker. I haven't been a filmmaker since I was in film school. And even then, I only made, like, two very, very short films and edited a third. So I'm not a filmmaker. Um, I only wrote one script that was ever completed. I'm just a guy who has been watching movies for uh, his entire life and has been seriously watching films for uh, a couple of decades now. Um, so this is a, a passion of mine, and, and I've I've studied it, I've absorbed it, I've put in the homework. You know, it's it's part of my uh, core essence at this point. So I, I I'm not a complete idiot when it comes to feedback, but you know, it's just me giving my two cents on something that I saw. Um, but I don't even know how I got there, to be honest. But it's it's one of those things that I hope, I sincerely hope that everybody out there already knows who you are um, because it's, it's a much more enjoyable day-to-day when um, you're not having kind of those interlife, interlife, that's not the right word, internal life, midlife. No, those aren't the right things either. See, this is, I'm having problems today because I haven't done this in a while. That's always my excuse. The self-deprecating host. Um, but just, you know, kind of have that inner turmoil. Let's go that way. It's a little bit maybe more severe than I I mean to make it, but, um, of just kind of questioning your motives, your, um, your ethics, your moral sensibilities. I, I think I'm beyond a lot of that. And I'm not saying I'm better than anybody else. Cause, Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm certainly not better than anybody else. But, you know, it's, it's, it's come from a lot of hard work and a lot of um, horrible places that I've had to go mentally and physically um, to kind of rebound and rebuild. And I, I hope that nobody else has to ha- ever deal with those types of things because I wouldn't wish any of that on my worst enemy. Um, but I also feel like there's a a lot of people that I know, um, personally that, you know, um, who would like to be, um, in a better place, not, not literally, not physically, but just, uh, you know, feel like they're kind of maybe not who they want to be and you can be whoever you want. Now, granted, when you get to a certain age, it becomes very hard to change. You know, it's like they say a leopard can't change its spots or whatever, um, and back in high school, they said, you know, by the time you're done with college, you'll be the person you are for the rest of your life. Well, bullshit. I call bullshit on that now because the person I was when I left college is quite a bit different from the person I am now. I'm still the same person. I'm just not the same person. I don't know where I'm going with this. I really got off track there with that whole uh, thing about uh, movies. I don't even know where I was going with that. <laughs> Let's go ahead and jump into the next song because I feel like I'm on a sinking ship and I'm drinking a glass of water at the same time. Um, This is one of my favorite new bands uh, that is a repeat offender. Um, They're coming off of the uh, girl band show that I did uh, the last show. Uh, This is Charlie Bliss and this song is called DQ. And uh, yeah, when we get back, we'll close out the show. So here we go. I loved when your dog died. It is
was DQ by Charlie Bliss and that whole album Guppy is amazing um their EP uh oh crap now I'm gonna forget the name of it hold on let me grab my phone here look it up real quick the good podcasting show where we do good podcasting in your show do 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 uh where'd it go Soft serve. Ha, there we go. It's a three song EP. Also phenomenal. Um, but anyway, I hope you liked it. Good band. Check them out. And thank you for joining me. This has been uh, episode 224 of the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour. If you would like to find me, you can find me on Facebook.com. Just go to the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour. It's K-P-A-N-T-S. Uh, shoot me an email at joelhappypants at gmail.com. Uh, find me occasionally on Twitter at Joel Happy Pants. Uh, this show is available when it's available on iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Google Podcasts, uh, PodcastCollective.com, and PodDirectory.com. Uh, check out 40 Going On 14 at 40Go14.com, iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Blueberry, streaming Saturdays at noon on Geek Life Radio, as well as on Google Podcasts, PodcastCollective.com, and now on iHeartRadio. Uh, find us on Facebook. Uh, just got 40 Going On 14. Send us an email at 40Go14 at gmail.com. Voicemail 708, now wrap that 708-669-9727, or on Twitter at 40Go14. And if you have any thoughts on our show for this next week, uh, give us a ring. Let us know. Uh, this week's show will be The Hunger Games uh, versus Battle Royale, so it's going to be a hot one. Uh, the Coffin Joe cast. Check out the archives on iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Google Podcasts, PodcastCollective.com, CoffinJoeCast.com. Send us an email at CoffinJoeCast at gmail.com. Uh, find us on Facebook or voicemail 661-434-5956. That's 661-434-KWJO. Uh, CreeperCast, CreeperCast.com. Uh, check out the online horror movie review blog that I write for. Um, there's going to be a lot of new content coming out. I've got more to do, hopefully tonight, but I've got a couple things I want to watch because I do want to 
at least enjoy a little bit of the evening. Not that I don't enjoy what I was doing before, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, but anyway, go check it out. Um, all the music this week was provided to us by the artist themselves. If you like what you hear, please purchase it directly from the artist. Or if you are in Oak Park, Illinois on Harrison Avenue, stop by Val's Hella Records. Say hi to Shane. Uh, tell him Joel said hello. And uh, last, oh, my blog, A Momentary Lapse with Joel, the blogspot.com. Uh, that's where you can find out when this show is available. There is a streaming ser- streaming player available through the site, as well as uh, my memoriam uh, to Val. You can find that there as well. So, um, Gregory the Really Angry Robot, last but not least, my online uh, defunct comic strip. You can find that on Facebook.com. Just look up Gregory the Really Angry Robot, and there you go. So the last song we're going to hear after the outro is called I'll Make You Sorry by Screaming Females. And um, I always try to leave you with a little bit of uh, words of wisdom before closing out the show. And I think all I really want to say is I miss you, Val. Thanks for everything. Love you guys. See you soon. first met you were all like oh boy i burned the darn muffins i'll make you so
tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.